welcome to the Keep Going Podcast, where we encourage, inspire, and transform lives. My name is Judy Perfect, your host and Keep Going Encourager. Welcome to our Keep Going Podcast, where we seek to encourage and inspire you to keep going. You know, our last podcast, we talked about the strength of persistence. And that is like forging past the obstacles and difficulties of life uh, to achieve the goals and the commitments that you've set. Now, today we're going to talk about the strength of resilience. Now, one day I was taking my youngest daughter to school. It's been some years ago. And we became engaged in one of our usual morning conversations. Our conversations would vary from academics to sports or even the rising of the sun. Now, she was 10 years old at the time, and she had always been notorious for making profound statements that seemingly came out of nowhere. And on this particular morning, as I was expressing my thoughts about one of our daily subjects, I noticed that she was listening intensely. Then she calmly stated, life goes on. Now, as I glanced over at her, she was looking through the windshield as if someone had dropped this piece of divine wisdom upon her that needed to be shared with me. And through the years, you know, I've been brought back to this scene numerous times as I have experienced life's ups and downs. Now, there was a season in my life when it seemed as if life was going on. However, I just didn't know where. Now, this was a very dark place for me. This dark place presented many challenges for me, and I never dreamed that it would someday become the premise for writing a book of encouraging messages for others, as well as to, as myself, actually, to keep going. My dark place was a span of six months where I found myself with a a failed marriage that had been abusive, the loss of employment, which resulted in the loss of finances and my home. And as devastating as all of these losses were, I knew God was saying to me, keep going. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And that comes from Jeremiah 29 and 11. So I kept going. And over the years, God has allowed me to share encouragement and give hope to many individuals. You know, I tell them not to give up, to stay in the race and to stay the course. For God never promised us that life would be easy or would always be easy. But he did promise us that he would always be with us, that he would never forsake us. So what I've just shared with you is a portion from the introduction of my book, Keep Going Because Life Goes On. Now, what is shared uh, was a chapter in my life and my experience with the strength of resilience. And when I look back during that dark period in my life, it could have been very easy to literally lose my mind or to just get depressed and just give up on life. What I just shared with you was my own testimony of the strength of resilience, the ability to bounce back, to recover, recover from difficulties and the strength to keep going. You know, as I was preparing for this episode, my daughter reminded me of my own resilience by God's grace, uh, which is why I decided to start this episode with my own story of resilience. And so what is it? What is this word resilience? How is it defined? What makes a person resilient? 
Well, it's been defined as the process and outcome of successfully adapting to difficult or challenging life experiences, especially through mental, emotional, and behavioral flexibility and adjustment to external and internal demands. Resilience is being able to rise up again, though you have fallen. Resilience is the second half being better than the first half. Resilience is experiencing hardships and disappointments and making a conscious decision not to allow it to hold you back. It is positively responding to tragedy and disruptive events in your life that could paralyze you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, or cause you to become stagnant, robbing you of your motivation. Resilience is that quality that helps you to take the high road, to bypass bitterness Eject, elect joy instead of anger, and then peace instead of misery. You know, I'm sure that there are many examples of individuals that you might know who have experienced adversities and yet demonstrated the strength of resilience. And I'm sure that there are those who are listening to me right now who have done that themselves. You know, children are sometimes our best examples of resilience as they bounce back from illnesses, from traumas, from disappointments in lives, as well as other adversities. So what constitutes this resilience? What is it that rises up in a person that says, I will not allow this thing to defeat me? I will not succumb to my circumstances. What is it that gives strength to that person who chooses to keep going instead of giving up? To smile when everything within them wants to cry. To walk with their head held high when the weight of their burden is overwhelming. Well, the Bible is full of examples of those who demonstrated resilience. You know, God gave us his premier example, starting with his son, Jesus, who suffered insults, pain, mistreatment when he had done no wrong. He dealt with temptations, persecutions, and ultimately the dreadful crucifixion. And yet he rose again, overcoming and triumphant with all power in his hand. That's why the Bible tells us in Hebrews 12 and 2, to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our fate, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning his shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And the author continues on in verse 3 to say, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Jesus knew what was before him. He knew what he had come to do. And regardless of his sufferings, he was resilient. And consider the woman in Luke 8, who had been bleeding for 12 years, and no one could heal her. She was resilient. She did not give up hope. Oh, yes, she could have been like many who resolve or resign to giving up, believing that there is no hope. But she decided that she would keep trying. She she thought if she could only touch the hem of his garment, she thought in her mind, she knew that she could receive healing. And she did. Twelve years, twelve long years She could have easily, so many people give up like right away. She could have easily stopped after year one, after two years. But no, she kept trying because she was determined to make the second half better than the first half. And then there was Paul, 
Paul suffered beatings, shipwrecks, being thrown into prisons, dragged out of town, left for dead. Paul goes on into great details in 2 Corinthians in the 11th chapter. And included in his list, he said he was beaten with rods. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked three times, spending a night and a day at sea, constantly on the move. Danger from rivers and bandits. He labored and toiled without sleep. This is just a name of few of the things, the adversities that he went through. And yet, in chapter 12, he goes on to talks about the thorn in his side that he pleaded with the Lord to take away. And God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And that is where our resilience comes from. The grace of God. He gives us the strength to run the race and not give up. For the believer in Jesus Christ, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Because our resilience comes from the strength of the Lord. And in retrospect, I ask myself these questions on resilience and, and what helped me keep going in spite of the, the adversities and in, in spite of this dark time, this dark season of my life. And I'm going to share with you some of the things that helped me to make it through, to be resilient. First, face the fear. I had to come to the realization of the valley experience I was going through. You know, when life presents adversities, you can find yourself in a fog. And, and then when reality sets in, you experience this overwhelming fear that will make you think this is it. Life will not get any better. You know, I knew I had to face it and call it for what it was. And no, it did not mean that it went away immediately. But you recognize its presence and decide that your faith is greater than your fear. For Timothy tells us in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And then number two, forgiveness. For me to move forward, to keep going, I had to invoke forgiveness, lest I be held captive with bitterness and anger. So I chose forgiveness. And because I chose forgiveness, I could keep my eyes on the prize and not be held captive and blinded by those things that did not serve me. Number three, faith. I had to constantly remind myself that Jesus was in control of my life and nothing comes to me unless it's come by him first and he has dipped his finger of love in it. As Paul said of the Lord, his grace is sufficient for me. So regardless of how deep the valley or dark the night, my faith remained steadfast in Jesus, even though there were the, those moments when doubt and fear were knocking at my door. I had the faith to believe, as the song says, that trouble don't last always. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The second half can be better than the first half. And then number four, you want to follow your purpose. That's what helped me. Adversities come into our lives and we'll, they'll seek to derail us from the purpose and plan that God has for us. Resilience is critical to continue the path that God has for us. He will sustain us. 
He will provide the strength to override the struggle, to override the pain. You know, Second Chronicles 15 and 7 says, But as for me, as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your hard work will be rewarded. And then number five, free yourself from recurring thoughts and rehearsing the pain. You know, our thoughts are powerful and the adversary wants to keep us in bondage. And the best place to do that is in our minds. Our minds are the battlefield. And one of the major hindrances to resilience is what goes on in our minds. When we have experienced adversities and struggles and persecutions and other life events, it's easy to continue to hold on to the thoughts, massaging and rehearsing the the experience. But resilience allows you to replace the bad with the good, the sorrow with joy, anger with peace, hostility with love. You lighten your load and you continue your journey. Yes, I had to free myself from the recurring thoughts and rehearsing the pain. And it went on for years for years and years, but I had to start to realize that this was a hindrance to my progress and I had to let them go. I had to replace it. I had to replace the good, the bad with the good, the sorrow with joy, the anger with peace, hostility with love. I wanted and I desired to lighten my load so that I could keep going and continue the journey in which God placed me on. And in conclusion, as Paul says in Philippians 3, 12 through 14, not that I have already obtained all of this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That, my friends, is resilience. So I want to thank you so much for listening today. And as I close, let us be mindful of this month of October as being National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. For those suffering as a result of domestic violence, women, children, and yes, even some men, Many individuals have managed to overcome and escape the pain of domestic violence. Many are still in the valley of it, often suffering in silence. And there are those who have lost their lives because of it. It is everywhere, in every community, socioeconomic status. It does not matter the age, race, gender, nationality, or religion. It is prevalent. More than 10 million people are affected by domestic violence annually. I want to encourage you to pray for individuals living with abuse, encourage them to seek help and to know that God loves them and that he will deliver them. So thank you again. And don't forget to share this podcast with someone you know and love and to visit my website at www.keepgoingcoach.com and sign up for my weekly encouraging emails. So my encouragement to you is to be resilient and to keep going and have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to the Keep Going Podcast. 
I trust you have been encouraged, inspired, and transformed today. I'm Judy Burfick, and I'm your Keep Going Coach. Make sure you visit me at keepgoingcoach.com. And remember to always keep going.